You're listening to Less Stress in Life with hosts Deb Timmerman and Barb Fletcher. We believe life with less stress and more energy is possible with the right tools, strategies, and knowledge. So we bring you real conversations around the stress of relationships, money, and the daily hassles of life with guests that will inspire, challenge, entertain, and motivate you to take action. We're here today with Anna Levesque, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. She was named one of the most inspirational paddlers alive by Canoe and Kayak Magazine and most inspirational outdoors person of the year in the Rodeo Ridge Outdoors Magazine. Anna is world-renowned paddle sports coach and trainer and author of Yoga for Paddling, published by Falcon Guides. Anna is a leading authority in whitewater kayaking and stand-up paddleboarding instruction for women. She's highly sought after for her unique, empowering approaches to building confidence and facing fears and overcoming challenges both on and off the water. She's an American Canoe Association instructor, trainer, educator in whitewater kayaking, stand-up paddleboarding, and SUP yoga, as well as a certified Ayurveda wellness counselor and yoga teacher. Anna combines her experience and skills in paddling Ayurveda and yoga to create mind-body adventure coaching, retreats, and programming for women. Welcome, Anna. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We're thrilled to have you here today just to chat a little bit more about um, your adventures and really you bring a different um, flavor to all of what you do outside and and how you perceive that as it relates to stress. So can you tell us a little bit about how you started paddling? Yes, I was in university and I wanted I needed a summer job. So I applied to work at a whitewater rafting company, which is on the on the Rouge River, actually near my where I grew up uh, in between Ottawa and Montreal. And I didn't get to become a raft guide or a kayaker at first I worked in the kitchen, which is not a glamorous job. And I got introduced to this whole new world for me at the time of whitewater kayaking, whitewater rafting. And I saw that the guides and the people who lived this lifestyle of working on the river were happy. They were content. They had so much fun. (laughs) They were not stressed. And to me, they prioritized their lifestyle and their joy connecting with nature um, over everything else, which was a different context for life for me at the time. And I, I, went on my first rafting trip on one of my days off and I was hooked. I was hooked on this joy, on this adventure, on connecting with people and nature. And, you know, I, I had originally thought I was going to be going to law school and uh, to my parents' dismay at the time, I decided to pursue my passion for the outdoors and I never turned back. Uh, And then I ended up because I, uh, I get very uh, into what I, what I love. I ended up raft guiding around the world, kayaking around the world, uh, 
I tried out for the Canadian uh, national freestyle kayak team. I made it. I was a five, five time member. So I was, I competed for Canada at the international level for five years. And then that, uh, organically grew into a business when I decided that I wanted to, uh, it was, whitewater kayaking is a very male dominated sport. And I wanted to put out the female experience that I was experiencing at the time. Uh, I felt that as that female kayakers at the time were not able to really be ourselves. We were held to a standard of you need to be like the guys. And so I produced the first whitewater kayaking instructional DVD for women. This is back when DVDs were cool and people watched them. This was back in 2003. And from there, I, my sponsorship increased and I started doing tours with the video and uh, offering kayak classes around the US and Canada for women. And it just exploded and started growing from there. What I really love about your story is that you placed fun and joy at the top of your list. And I think traditionally people say, well, I need to have a job and then I'll have fun and joy beside that. Exactly. And I had many people tell me that, that that's how I should be. So many people, um, how are you going to make money? Where I, I started living in the States uh, after a while. How are you going to get health insurance? I heard you can't do this so many times. And yet I kept turning to what was important to me. And somehow, somehow it has, I have made it work and it is possible. And in fact, I have a thriving business, uh, you know, that I have created. Uh, and so I do believe from my own experience that it is possible. It doesn't mean that you have to make it like me, that you have to make it your work and your business. But I do believe that it is an important piece of stress relief. It is an important piece. Play, adventure, joy is an important piece to health and well-being. And it, it shouldn't be put off to someday because someday is not on the calendar. Deb and I both are work with a, a tool called HeartMath. And one of the things that we have learned is that when we're in alignment with our heart values, things will fall into place. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, those values that were deep within inside of you, you recognized what they were early on and, and never lost sight of sight of them. Yeah, that, I love that. That's a great way to put it. And I love the idea of, a, of aligning, right, with, with what's important to you, to all of us, to who, to your listeners. And it takes courage. That's the thing that it takes a lot of courage. So people think of play and adventure as like, oh, that's just fun stuff. You know, it's not important, but actually it takes a lot of courage to put joy first. It takes a lot of courage to go on an adventure. It takes a lot of courage to tune out the you can't do this it's not possible you need to be responsible or this is irresponsible it takes so much courage and courage builds confidence and I think it's a cycle and so actually if you have the courage to put your joy first then you can apply that courage to other areas of your life 
speak speak to courage and confidence because just a couple of days earlier this week I spoke um, I posted something that talked about courage and confidence and and uh, you know how they are interlaced and uh, people who are looking for more confidence you know it comes from that place of courage yes and being being willing to be vulnerable because there is no courage without vulnerability so I think sometimes we think it should be easy. Building confidence should just be a always building confidence process with no challenge. You know, mm-hmm. I think we like that idea because we as humans like things to be easy. Uh, but the truth is that the un- getting uncomfortable and allowing ourselves to be challenged and vulnerable is where the growth is. So your paddling came first and then your journey into Ayurvedic medicine and yoga, or was it reversed? Could you tell us about that process? Sure. Yeah. The, the paddling came first and then I, uh, I, I was always interested in yoga. And when I really, when I was competing at a high level, I turned to yoga to help me with my mindset and my confidence, especially in competition, because I found it difficult for me to focus on what I needed to do versus focus on expectations and on what other people thought of me. And still to this day, it's, it's an ongoing journey. And yoga, the practice of yoga gave me a routine that I could stick to in the morning that was steady, calming, that helped me focus on what was going on with me. And I could take that to competition when I was in competition before I would go out for my freestyle rides, taking a deep breath, focusing. And so, yes, it was about the physical as well and and keeping my body healthy and flexible and strong and balanced. It was a lot about the mind. And then through yoga, I was introduced to Ayurveda And uh, to me, Ayurveda is all about remembering that we are nature and that when we uh, design or choose our lifestyle and our nourishment based on our unique constitution and the seasons that we align with nature because we are nature, that we become much healthier, right? And uh, so there's more to being healthy than the typical diet and exercise that we're told right there is being healthy is aligning with our true nature and with the circadian rhythm it's a lot about circadian rhythm and the light dark cycle so that is how i got introduced to yoga and then and then ayurveda what did each of those bring to you in terms of mindset you talked about the ability to focus but how did they broaden your perspective of health. I I heard you say, I think that mind, body, and spirit are aligned and they brought you to that place. Well, I talk a lot about mind, body, and adventure. And if our mind, if my mind is healthy, meaning that I can have a relationship with reality. And what I mean by that is that I can discern between the stories I'm telling myself about what's happening versus what's actually happening. And in whitewater kayaking, that's really important because when I'm 
kayaking a, a difficult rapid, if I'm simply in my head about what could go wrong or what I'm afraid of, but that's not actually happening, then that might become a self-fulfilling prophecy, or then I can't focus on what's actually in front of me. Take this stroke here, stay forward, you know? And so I think uh, as far as health with the yoga, tuning into the present moment and being with what, what's actually happening. And then also with Ayurveda, Ayurveda is based on the qualities of nature. And it always reminds me from a mindset perspective of what are the qualities that are happening right now, right? Versus, uh, and it takes a lot of focus to focus on that. For instance, right now it's, it's warm in my room. I, it's quiet, right? I'm, I feel safe. These are qualities that are surrounding me right now. And then from the mind perspective, so if the mind is calm and joyful and discerning, then the body, then, then you, you can tune into what your body actually needs versus ignoring the body and just continuing to push through. And then vice versa, when the body is well-nourished, well-rested, and has enough movement, then the mind is freer, right? So the body and the mind are connected and, and the science is showing this. And then with the adventure broadening the horizon. So when the body and the mind are healthy, you have more courage, right? To go on adventures and then adventure sparks joy. And the whole deal with adventure is an adventure is something you take on where you're not sure of the outcome, but you do it anyway. It, it, it's not an adventure if you know the exact outcome. And I think sometimes we try to control things too much in our lives and uh, having that sense of adventure sparks joy, ignites a uh, spark for life. So that's how I see them all intertwined. That's a great explanation. And I'm chuckling a little bit because that what we can control is such an illusion, isn't it? We really Absolutely. can control our thought our, ourselves and yet we spend so much time trying to control our environment and our world. And yeah, we really don't. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And, and yoga is a lot like, you know, one of the philosophies of yoga is to let go of the fruits of our action. So do the work to do the work or do the action just to do the action, not to actually get an outcome. And, and I like that philosophy as well. I think adventure is um, is a term that not everybody uses. I think we we tend to be, um, you know, our perspective is a bit more contracted as you spoke about of, you know, how we're trying to control the outcome. And I and I love this notion of adventure and spirit and how they how they connect to one another because, you know, I. I can feel inside of me, my spirit feels excited when I'm going on an adventure and, and the possibilities and, and, uh, you know, Deb and I focus on emotions and, and that feeling that's associated with, with that. And that's exciting. When you're out kayaking or doing a paddleboard, you talked about staying in the moment and using these practices to be able to be connected in that present moment. What kinds of things are going through your head as you're in nature and communing? I mean, obviously 
when you're paddling, especially if you're doing a rapids, you have to be focused. But what about when you're doing like stand-up paddling? Are you able to maybe take in more of the surroundings? Yeah, it, it, so I would say, I don't know that I can take in more of the surroundings. Um, what I like about stand-up paddleboarding, and I, you know, when you said that, the th what taking in nature, one of the first things that came to my mind was I run a stand-up paddleboard camp for women in Barbados, and the ocean is so blue, right? It's beautiful. And when I'm paddling, sometimes I look around on a stand-up board, I can take in more. It's more of an expansive, when I'm paddling on the ocean, at least, it's more of an expansive view, like taking in the ocean and the sky and the clouds and the sun, it's just amazing. And then, uh, and then you might paddle, uh, you know, turn a corner as you're paddling along the coast and the wind hits you. <laughs> and then the focus is on, okay, strong paddling, strong core and not letting, and, and it's hard, but not letting myself be like, oh, this is so hard, this sucks, but be like, just focus on strong core. Okay, maybe you need to get down on your knees because the wind is too strong, or maybe you need to start paddling prone. Um, because on a stand-up board, that's a nice thing. You don't have to stand up the whole time. You can change your position. And, and it, when you're standing up, you're like a big sail. So if you need to get down because of the wind, you can. So in that sense, there can also be challenge when I'm surfing, stand-up paddleboard surfing, then it's a little more activated, uh, similar to whitewater kayaking, where I have to read the water. I have to see where the wave is, where's the peak. I'm turning around. Okay, I've got to paddle really fast. Now I'm on the wave, look ahead. I mean, one of the, the commonalities of what the focus is for both whitewater kayaking and stand-up paddleboarding is looking where you want to go. That's so, so important. You can't just stare at the nose of your board or at the bow of your kayak, because if you do, you can't see where you're going. And I've always found that to be such a wonderful metaphor for life, right? We have to look where we're going. And, and these, these outdoor adventures, mountain biking is the same, rock climbing the same. If you're just focused on where you are right now, you have to be focused on where you are right now in the rapid, but you also have to see with the outflow and where you want to end up because the river is dynamic. And uh, one of the my favorite things to focus on with whitewater kayaking and with stand-up paddleboarding is, is this relationship with the water. And, you know, I can look at a river and someone who doesn't have experience kayaking or what we call reading water because I can see the path. So to me, the river shows me a path and I work with the river. It's not about conquering the river. Uh, it's not about overcoming the river. It's about learning to read the water, work with the water, same thing in the ocean to get where you want to get. Oh, that describes the journey to mastering stress and life and having this toolbox full of tools. So you described on the board, you can stand, you can kneel, you can be prone, all of those things and knowing when to use the appropriate tool to get you to where you want to go. That's a most, is a great description. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It paints a wonderful picture for us um, as to how we want to, how we want to live. And one of the biggest challenges for many is they don't necessarily know where they want to go. So true. 
so true for myself sometimes, right? And I have to keep reminding myself, especially in my business or in, you know, different phases of life. We, it doesn't have to always be the same. And sometimes I feel like I can get stuck, not, yeah, stuck is one way to put it. And I think we can all experience this where we're just going along and then all of a sudden it's like, where, wait, how did I get here? And now, but instead of saying, oh, I'm here, this sucks and complaining, it's about, yeah, like if I'm whitewater kayaking, it's like, hey, well, where do I want to go? Or if I'm on the ocean, let's refocus. Where do I want to go? There's always choice. Yeah. And the current will take you where the current goes, right? I mean, so it's being aware of that in the moment and being able to make those and create those choice points. So for women or guys who maybe want to get started in a hobby, like doing water sports as a way to manage stress, what recommendations would you have for them? Okay. So recommendations would be it first is take some instruction. I'm a big believer in instruction and depending on if you want to go flat water kayaking, you know, the instruction might be, you know, an hour of instruction to get you started with a good instructor, whitewater kayaking. You're looking at more a day or two days, right? Because it's a little more involved. Same thing with stand up paddleboarding. You want to go out and enjoy flat water on the lake take, take an hour private lesson or take a group lesson so that you, uh, you know, part of building confidence is, is having some knowledge. And so being comfortable with the parts of the board and how to carry it and what life jacket to wear and, and making sure your life jacket is fit properly, always on the water. You want to have a life jacket on, right. Um, And then how to hold the paddle and then how to engage the core, right? Because we tend to just, uh, one of, as humans, we get, onto, we get onto a craft and we think it's just arms, but paddling with your arms is very inefficient. Um, and so you want to learn how to engage the core in, in rotation. So you get more of a workout, but it's not just about a workout, about powering your boat, your craft more efficiently. So that was a long-winded way of saying instruction, right? Take, get some tips. And it might look like going to your local outfitter shop, you know, where you might buy or rent your equipment and they'll have a, they might have a safety briefing. They'll give you some tips to get out on the water. Um, you can, you know, buy yourself a board or a kayak and just go out in flat water and enjoy it. And I do think that getting some guidance ahead of time is really, really helpful and makes the experience so, so much more joyful. And then you can also rent equipment versus buy it right away. And then you can learn more as you continue to rent. And then when you're ready to buy, you have more information. Also, there are clubs, um, paddling clubs and checking those out in your area. And they often have day trips and they provide instruction and resources and community. I find that I I enjoy going out on my own sometimes. I don't go out on my own whitewater kayaking, but going out on my own on mellow water is quite peaceful and nice. And then I love the social aspect of going on adventures with friends. I've only been on one whitewater rafting trip and that was in the Dominican Republic. Oh, nice. Hopefully we had a skilled guide. Yeah. (laughs) 
um, who kept me from going overboard, but it was really fun. And I would not have experienced that had I not been in that group. Um, I'm not anxious to do that again. That's not my, (laughs) (laughs) but it was, but it was a cool experience. And I do love the water. Um, I am very blessed to live by water and it's part of, I am, I'm a water sign person, you know, it's just part of who I am and I love it. Where can folks find out and follow you, Anna? Uh, So my website is mindbodypaddle.com. And I'm on Instagram, Anna C. Levesque uh, on Instagram. And then on Facebook, I have uh, Anna Levesque, my personal page, and then Mind Body Paddle as a business page that you can check out. And I'd love to hear if folks have more questions about getting into adventures or mind body adventure, I would love to answer questions. And so happy to hear from folks. So I follow Anna on Facebook and have for a little bit now. And what I love is how she um, takes her adventures and applies them to daily life. Like when she was talking about courage, um, I recall a little Facebook blurb that you did about courage. And I recall, I remembered that. So very memorable. You're wonderful at explaining how they apply. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's when those messages stick is when we can attach them to a life experience. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We are very big supporters of your work and we hope that folks that are listening will look you up and start to have some adventure and joy in their life. Thank you so much for having me, Deb and Barb. I so appreciate you all. Thank you so much. Less stress in life is possible. If you're new to this kind of thinking and would like to explore what's possible for you, we'd love to connect. You can reach us through our website at lessstressinlife.com. That's lessstressinlife.com.